to always give a clear-cut salvation altar call in every service. And I wanted to just go, do you do that? <laughs> so, something along that effect. And then, of course, uh, it was just a, a, a wonderful visit. But the thing is that uh, the information about this young man, he is, he is another Calvary Cathedral in faith, what he believes, in judgment, in marriage, in everything. I've read the whole thing uh, about his whole life as far as what he believes, and it just sounds like us. He said, he said one of the most exciting things I've ever seen, I saw it on television one time. He said, I saw this church and this preacher was preaching. I don't know if his brother Brown or whoever it was. And he said, the whole congregation was slain in the spirit at one time. He said, I just love that. I just love that. Well, it sounds like Calvary Cathedral International. So Dwight Thompson is excited about it. And uh, so I just want to take a few moments and, and just say this. We're going to celebrate Pastor Bob Nichols. Uh, if ever a man's heard from God, he's heard from God. And knowing him, when he says to you uh, emphatically, uh, it is time and uh, the Lord has done this. When I heard about Pastor Landon, I, I believe I'm correct on this, Brother Charlie, for almost a year at some point would come to the premises and and walk around the property and not knowing uh, precisely what he was doing and then would come in the church and he would want to pray. And he told Pastor Bob Nichols that. And Pastor Bob Nichols said, I can remember the time when I was pastoring the church back in the, in the post office, Susan. And uh, he said, uh, he said uh, uh, it was called then, it was called Calvary Evangelistic Temple. Am I correct on that? Calvary Evangelistic Temple. And so uh, he said, I, I remember the time when I began to notice something about the big downtown church that the Baptist people had. And uh, little by little, he said, I don't know why. Now, this is Pastor Bob Nichols talking. He said, I would go. It was like the Lord would lead me over to that property. And, and uh, Pastor Bob said, I would just sometimes, you know, just sit there and look at it and pray over it and and didn't know what all that meant, and uh, he'll clarify me on that if I'm getting this incorrectly. And, uh, you know, he would say at times, uh, I, I believe a time or two, he was able to get in the auditorium and pray. But in other words, it had some similarity between the two. And so, you know, you just can't mess when God is in something. You can't do it. And then I heard... Uh, Brother Brown say up there about all the people, uh, you know, whoever it might be that might be uh, uh, whatever his uh, words were a while ago, you know, just speaking against it or whatever. And I turned to Zonel, he said that two or three times, and I said, I hadn't heard anything. Hallelujah. Nobody tells me anything negative like that. I don't hear stuff like that. All I, all I can think about is, look out, devil. This uh, Landon's going to join the pastor, and he's going to bring seven or 800 people over here. And uh, I've said it many times, the day's going to come. This place is just going to be jam-filled. Looks like to me it's right around the corner. I don't want to get in God's way. 
I don't want to get. Now, I want to tell you something in Exodus, what the scripture has to say. And I'll do my little thing here. And then we'll celebrate uh, next week uh, Pastor Bob Nichols' life. But uh, this is what I was thinking about. Moses one time was going through this situation. And uh, Joshua would come along. And Joshua, he began to kind of take charge. And he was a great warrior and so on. But uh, the scripture says that when Moses and the children of Israel were about to go into battle, it said that uh, Aaron and Hur got on the mountaintop with Moses, now the, the patriarch of it all, and raised up his hands. And when his hands got tired, Aaron and Hur got themselves situated on a rock to balance his hands because as long as Moses' hands were up, the battle against the enemy was being won. And if the hands started to go down, then the battle would shift. Joshua was fighting the battle. Moses' hands were up, supported by the priest Aaron and Hur. Now, I want to do a spiritual connection in all of this. I look out across this room. We're going to talk about Pastor Bob Nichols next Sunday. But I look out at all the errands and the herds that are in this room and that have held up the hands of Pastor Bob Nichols all these years. I wish I had arms big enough that I could just stretch around every one of you and hold you and tell you this. The scripture says over in 1 Samuel chapter 30, it talks about that zigzag thing that went down when the enemy came in. And uh, while uh, David and the 600 men were gone, and he was riding perimeter on the nation, he's been anointed king, but he's not king yet. He's, uh, he's having to fight for the safety of the country. And they came in while he was gone and took, his, took the wives and the children and took them into captivity. And... David would pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to pursue them? And the Bible said that he spoke to them and said, I want you to pursue them. You shall pursue them. You shall overtake the enemy. And you shall recover all. But now, when they got to the place and they crossed over this creek called Besor, 200 of the men were too tired. So David took the 400. And the 400 went on into battle, and that was enough with God, because with God more than is enough. But the 200 stood by the luggage and the camp and the staging center and protected it. They went and won that battle decisively, the 400. And when David came back, all the spoils of everything that they had was being distributed. And he was including the people that stayed back and protected all the armament while they were gone. 
And David said the equal amount will be given to those that stood by the luggage than those that went into battle. I want to make a statement today that is profound but based upon Scripture because I believe this. Zonel and I were talking about this on the way to church. And I said, there's people that come up to me and will say from time to time, preaching across the nation, I want to do what you do. I I mean, I want to go up there and start right now. And how did you start? And I spoke at Brother Brother, uh, Womack's school just not too terribly long ago. And uh, those same questions. Well, how, how did you start? I want to do what you're doing. I want to do what Brother Womack's doing. I said, well, I started by cleaning the restrooms in my daddy's church. Well, I discovered something, you know, I discovered something. There's a, there's a price that you're going to pay. But it's the people that sit in the pew. Well, when David got through, he said, no, no. Everyone that's contributed to the ministry and to the battle will get the equal reward. Now, listen to me very, very closely. It did not stop there with David. It says in the last verse of that chapter, not only did he distribute equal, the equal spoils that were taken in that battle to the ones that guarded it, he went back for 13 different cities that had ever contributed to his ministry or his calling and evenly distributed to those all those years before that's ever lifted up his hands and supported him in battle. Some of you this morning may not feel like you really count. Say, I'm I'm listening, Dwight, I'm listening. Work with me, people, I'm listening. Every one of you that's ever prayed a prayer for this church and this pastor and the fulfillment of the call of God in the work of Fort Worth through this church right here that's ever given a tithe or an offering, that's ever prayed a prayer, that's ever lifted the hands of the pastor, that's ever come in here and done nothing else but just show up Because you love this pastor and you love the work of God. You see, this is the ministry. This is a part of the work of God. And every one of you, that every soul that's ever been saved because you prayed. Every time you spoke a word of encouragement. Every time, no matter what's happening, the good times and the bad times and the difficult times and when everything seems to be going the other direction, everything you ever did that held your arms around this pastor and around Brother Charlie and around this work, every bit of it, when the rewards are handed out in heaven, can't hardly get it out. I'm choking down on this. The reward is going to be equal. 
you're going to get the same reward as the pastor. Some of us that have had the privilege of having media ministries and people look at you differently because you've been on TV, don't be misguided by all of that. Don't be deceived about the reality of reward. Listen to me closely. The man today in another country that's given his life as a missionary work and he's standing under a tree and he's talking to 10 people that don't even speak his language and he will live and die on the mission field because he's been faithful to the call. It's the only thing that puts everybody on the level ground where you just faithful to your call and when you're faithful to the call it means the reward is going to be the same they're going to get the same reward as any tv preacher is going to get because somebody made it possible that he could stand up before a large audience but listen to me closely the one that pastors in this town that's faithful to God and they don't run but 15 people, their reward is going to be the same. The only thing that matters to God is that you're faithful to the call. So this is the work of God. We're his children and we support it. And he said to Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. As God has been with Pastor Nichols, he's going to be with Pastor Landon. This is the work of God. This building is the work of God. The name on the building will change right here. Mercy Culture. So I looked at Pastor Landon. Brother Charlie was there, so I only had two questions for him. How did you come up with that name? Well, he said, because it's different. We're, we're used to it. It used to be Calvary uh, Evangelistic Temple. Then it became Calvary Cathedral. Then it became Calvary Cathedral International when the television station came. Well, it, this used to be the Church of Christ. This is a building dedicated to the work of God. Now it's been Calvary Cathedral International for many, many years. Now it's going to have a sign out there somewhere on this part of it. It's going to be Mercy Culture. Well, how did you get that, I said to him. Well, he said, the Lord spoke to my heart, and I was going through something, and he spoke to me, and he said, I want you to pray mercy over this nation. This is just even back in the two, 2016, as I recall. Am I getting that correct? He said the Lord just spoke to him and just said for he and Heather to begin to pray over this, uh, over this city and over this nation. Mercy. Mercy, Lord, upon our nation. Mercy upon our city, oh God. And I want this to be a culture of mercy. I get that. I get that. Yeah, he may look a little different coming in here. Pastor Bob said, I, I saw him one time. He had on shoes and he had big white like tennis shoes. We were, we were white soles all the way. 
And Pastor Bob said to me, he said, you should have been wearing those a long time ago. He went, oh, 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 oh. like I was only brother Rob. I'm going to get me a pair. In fact, if I come back for, for the next service, I just may get me a big pair of tennis shoes with a big white day. Because you know what? It really doesn't matter. You're trying to reach them. You're trying to reach this millennial generation. Do you hear what I said? It doesn't change the message, but whatever it takes to get people to get in here, we're going to hit them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all that matters. So now then, now then I, th I think about this, Pastor Bob, and I'm just going to give this, and I'm going to shut down here. So we got to beat those uh, Baptists a little bit. Listen to me real close. I, th I th just think about this, just kind of in closing. I think about it's about the man in his case. I'll do more of this maybe. And then the call. Have you been faithful to the call? I've never known a man that's ever known a pastor that's been more faithful to the call and he's never deviated from it never deviated from the call not once he's been faithful to the call and God's now been faithful to him so I just see the best days every pastor would tell you I would tell people that I had dozens and dozens on my staff, I would tell them this back in California. God has you here right now, but wherever he's going to take you, I'm supporting you in that. While you're here, you'll do your work. But God has a vision for every one of you, and wherever it is, I'm going to be your biggest supporter. I'm going to love you. I'm going to support you. You give me your best. But if this is just a stop along the way, and you're going to be here for just a little while, that's okay, because I support you in this. Give me your best, and then I'm going to support you wherever he's, wherever he's going to take you. And I was just thinking about this. I can just hear Pastor Bob Nichols. I don't want Pastor Landon coming. It's going to be a smaller work. Oh, no, we're not even thinking like that. This is going to take it now to the next level, to the next height. Now, this is how I, Dwight Thompson, see it. I see that the destiny of this church that's been built on the foundation without compromise and the people that it's going to share in the harvest, every one of you, I see it now going to a greater place than it's ever been before. And you know who is going to be the number one now rooting it on saying, go, Pastor Landon, go, will be Pastor Bob Nichols and Charlie and Dwight Thompson and all the rest of us. You go, Pastor Landon. You go, Pastor Heather. Let's take this city for God. Let's take it to the next level. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody raise both hands up.